Hi, everyone. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to episode four of London to Brooklyn. Hi, Lona. Hi, Elle. How are you doing? I'm really well. How are you? Good. First episode for me as a 23-year-old. What is that? (sighs) Oh, my God. Welcome. Welcome. 21 forever. How do you feel being old now? Ugh, so old. Like, I feel really tired. Yeah. You look like a hunchback. Okay. <laughs> like, like, I feel like I like got hit by a bus as soon as I turned 23. You're making me feel exceptionally old right yeah, now. Yeah, you're really close to 24 now. Ew, shush. None of that. But None yeah, no, that but talk. it was a really fun day. Like, it was I really a fun day. enjoyed my birthday. Yeah. Thank you so much for like helping plan it. <laughs> help entertain, like, yeah. do the whole day with me. It was Thank amazing. You. Thank you for letting me tag along. No, it, it was, was incredible. so much fun. We went to Carbone for oh, lunch. Carbone, where all the famous people go. Oh, it was so good. You took how long, like, how ahead did you have to have a reservation? I They only open up exactly two weeks yeah. ahead of time. I, and you have to be, like, it was, they opened up at 10, and I got the reservation at 10.05 like, a.m. Amazing. And it was last call. Yeah. Oh, it, they don't mess around. They don't mess around. But, like, we got seated as soon as we got there. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the menus pretty yes. quickly. It, it was very quick. Like, I Still felt like I good. wanted to stay there for, like, two hours. Um, but we were like, okay, let's do some champagne. Mm-hmm. And then we saw the price. <laughs> and we were like, good times. Let's just do Prosecco. Yeah. I get it where the famous people go. They can pay for it. Yeah. They can afford it. And then we had some, like, what was it? Squash and zucchini and eggplant. Eggplant. Yeah. It was delicious. Um, It's like a little salad. Scapacci. Scapisi. I don't know. The menu was one of those menus where I had to pull up Google Translate. Yeah. I was like, "Mm, what is this? But it was really good. And then I had the lobster ravioli, Mm -hmm. which the ravioli was kind of like in the squid ink. Yeah. Black. And it was so perfect on the inside. It beautiful. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Best ravioli ever. Yeah. I had gluten-free rigatoni with vodka sauce. Which is what everyone else got there. Yeah. I think it's that a was, famous meal. Yeah. I was just like, I really want, like, some lobster ravioli. I know. I think you picked... I think... I don't think there was a miss among those menu items. And then items. I had their cherry and chocolate cake, mm. which was delicious. So good. I wish I could have eaten all of it, but since it was just me and it was a huge piece, I couldn't. <laughs> but it was so good. What were those little? They gave you little cookies. I don't cakes? know what it was. It kind of it tasted like almond, almost like almond oh. chocolate cakes. But it was like the Italian flag. Hmm. But it was delicious. Yeah. And then yeah, and then we walked around yes. Washington Square Park. Went to Soho, mm-hmm. and then back to Williamsburg, mm-hmm. and um, in the evening we went to Salt and Charcoal, yeah. a Japanese fusion restaurant, which was delicious as well. So good. I got their filet mignon. So you know it's a Japanese infusion restaurant, <laughs> because we also had cheese fries. Yeah, and I had just good fries. Yeah. And I had matcha cake, which was really good. That looked delicious. I dig matcha cake. Good. So. They always make it on, like, those baking shows, yes. you know? Matcha cake with ice cream as well. Oh, phenomenal. Can't go wrong. No. What a birthday. So, yeah, phenoma- phenomenal birthday. Did 23. It, did it help you ease into the old woman life that is 23? Yes. Sure, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you still are telling people you're 21, so... I am still 21. I don't know why you want to be 21, man. I knew 21 forever. I knew nothing at 21. Well, you can drink. You can drink at 23. Yeah, but you're 21. The, you're young. And you can drink. It's a failed argument. 
You're young and you can drink. At You're 21. Jordan's age. You're the Jordan age. 23. Yeah, but I could be 23 in a couple years. I don't un- I don't understand this math. <laughs> this is fake. This is flawed. It's okay. You know me. You know, whatever. Young at heart. Yeah. It's okay. I'm glad we had a great birthday. We. As <laughs> I also turned 23 on Saturday. I mean, I think we had a great day. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. And then um, you, came, you and Emily made me such an amazing gift yes should i just like explain it a little bit sure i'll explain the love yeah. island part yeah and then you can explain what it actually is totally totally so i love love island mm-hmm. especially love island uk mm-hmm. um my favorite seasons are season five and six on season five i love tommy and molly may and then on season six i read like callum so for those Callum fans out there, the, for those Love Island fans out there, for those Love Island UK season six fans yeah, out yeah, there, yeah. this one's for you. So if you've heard of a cameo, it's where celebrities or seemingly celebrities go and you can get like rent and request a video for like a specific celebration. So we got the lovely outstanding Alona a nice little message from our boy Callum across the way. So... <laughs> Ladies, get ready. I hope this works. Hiya, Alona. It's Callum here from Love Island. Now, I heard you're turning 23 on the 17th of October. So I just want to say a massive, massive happy birthday to you. Hopefully this message makes it a little bit more special for you. And don't forget to have a shot on me as well. And I just want to say happy birthday on behalf of your best friends, Eleanor and Emily as well. I know they love you very much. And also, they told me you are a big fan of me and big fan of Love Island. So, thank you very much and have a smashing birthday. Hi, oh, that was It's so delightful. I love it. It's, it is a video of him. Yeah. It's just so cute and funny. Like, it looks like he recorded it like, in his bedroom. I but think so. There's the TV in the background. The TV, he, did, he didn't bother turning off the television. He's from Manchester. Set. His accent is He's so thick. 24. Hi, oh. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, that was from me and Emily. We requested I it. it. Um, I love how he added that he thought he he thought himself was your favorite character. <laughs> character. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Did not put that in the specifications, but he took it upon himself to induct himself. Love that. No. We love that. He I mean, I'm not a fan of Love Island, but even when I first watched that video, I got really excited. Yeah. Like, he it's seems just so, like, he's, like, fun. Like, a lot of people don't like him just because he, like, did some shady moves. Mm. But he's also 24. Yeah. And, like, it's Love Island. Love Island. Like, I don't know what you expect of these guys. I'm not expecting geniuses yeah, of the mind. So. He's perfect. Yeah. He Great. fits Love Island perfectly. Happy birthday, man. Thank you so much. Happy birthday. But, yeah, that was, uh, that to was... conclude my... 23rd birthday so then on sunday yesterday wow um i watched all of emily in paris with libby collins and it's on netflix it's 10 episodes i took some notes let me just grab my notes they're right here i'm honestly shocked it took you this long to watch like when i first saw the trailer well i I was like this looks really good and then people were like this is trash and i was like yeah all right i'm turned off i'm gonna wait a little bit yeah. But now I finally watched it. So mm-hmm. here are some of the notes that I took. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> first note. Um, so uh, first of all, I skipped the first three episodes. Because I tried to watch the first episode and I was like, I can't. 
Did you feel like you missed anything? No, no, not at all. Okay. You could have started on episode eight. And gotten it all. And gotten it all. Interesting. I promise. Interesting. So I started on episode four, because, like, the first three were, like, I don't know. She's trying to figure out Paris. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I already know Paris, so mm-hmm. I don't need to figure did it out. Did you try to watch the first three, or did I, you? I tried to make it through the first episode, and I was like, uh-uh. What's I'm feeling it. No. Mm. No. First of all, like, the first episode, like, already, like, men are pining over her, and I'm like, you just got to Paris. I mean, it's Lily Collins. We don't all look like that. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what's... Yeah, it was just like... And she's like, uh, my... Like, apartments so high up, there's so many stairs. I'm like, wow. This, Girl, bye. This plot is amazing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so my notes are like, I don't know if y'all saw Carrie Diaries, <laughs> but this is basically... To, to the four humans that have seen Carrie Diaries. <laughs> Which I was obsessed with that show when it came out, and I think it had like two seasons. Oh, I, was, seasons? I thought it had one. I haven't watched it, but... But it's with Austin Butler and yeah. Anna Sophia Robb. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it's basically the Carrie Diaries, but in Paris. <laughs> and um, Emily is just a little bit older than Carrie was. So it's like very cheesy. Yeah. Um, they have like... I mean, it's cute outfits, but they're a little out there. Like... No one would really wear that in Paris except for Lily Collins, which mm. they look good. She looks good in it. That's good. But, like, you even see how her style is different from, like, a normal French person because they have a French character Camille in it, and she looks, she dresses normally. Like a French person? Like a French person. And yeah. Emily just is in full head-to-toe apple green outfit. Would you like to tell the audience why you, why you, Alona, are an expert on French fashion? <laughs> I'm really not. I'm really not an expert. I just, like, don't wear full green apple outfits. No. I don't think anyone should. I don't think they should. Also, the, like, the only people who really wear berets are the Americans. That is true. And it's just... All the times I've been in France, I've seen zero people wear berets. Zero berets. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's very cheesy. We don't really know how old Emily is. Evian Lily Collins said the character was 22, and then she was like, wait, just kidding, she's not, but then no answer. I think she said she's 24. But then people are like, she might be older than that. I and hope then, she's older. And then Lily and then Lily was like, oh, well, she's 22 around that age. How old is Lily Collins? She's almost 30. Really? She just got engaged, pretty sure. Okay. Oh, sure. 28, 29? I'm gonna look it up while you um, keep talking about it. So we don't really know how old she is. Um, cause they were like, oh yeah, she has a master degree, she's done multiple internships, and she's 23, and it's like... She's uh, a master's degree? Yes, so Bullshit. she can't be 23 or 24, cause that's our age, and we don't have a master's degree yet. Lily Collins is 31. There we go, so yeah, yeah. she's 30. So yeah, so that's what the 24 is like, almost just, because kind of just got out of college, I she's done like- multiple internships, she's had, she's had a master's degree. No. That, that, she's that about to be, like, a senior partner where she works or whatever, so, like, mm, mm, I don't know. Mm, something right. Um, there is a lot of kissing in this, <laughs> but it's very random. How un-coronavirus. And, like, I don't know what's going on here. Um, there's no Metro. I think she <laughs> takes it once. I don't even know if we see it. Maybe it's on that first episode. I don't know where her job is, but it's very, the guy she really likes, his restaurant is right, right where she lives. Of course it is. So, of course, she can just walk there. Yeah. Um, don't know where her job is, but apparently she can just vanish and appear there. So, that's great. Good for you. Um, that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. In Paris, you will have to take the metro. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite characters is Timothée, <laughs> which is that, like, young 17-year-old dude that she sleeps with, and she doesn't <laughs> know he's 17 and it's her friend's brother, 
very weird part, but hilarious. Okay. I did not see that coming, You're so right. I thought it was very funny. And huh. he's very cute. Gabrielle is the French guy in it, and that's who Emily uh, Emily Collins. Well, Emily has a crush on, and that's he's the hottest one. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like her friends, Mindy, who's like a Chinese girl who moved to Paris. Isn't that played by Ashley Park from Mean Girls? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. She's really funny. Nice. Really fun. Um, and then we get Camille, the French girl, who um, Emily's so close with and such good friends. But then, you know, she kisses Camille's boyfriend and she never tells her. So she's uh, the best of friends. And I'm like, this, Emily's a really this shitty is a friend. shady show. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Emily is kind of a shitty friend, yet asks favors from everyone all the time. And everyone mm. loves her. Everyone mm. gives her favors. La, la, la. And I'm like, this is... No. Um, I love Emily's boss, Sylvie. Okay. She's kind of a... Like, she's not a bitch because she's just French. So they're very guarded. Mm. So, like, you, it's You normal. like the most French character. Though. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. that's normal to me. I don't think she's rude. I don't think she's mean at all. She's just French. And if you understand French people, then you're fine. And then Julien is another guy who works there, and he's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. I love him so much. Um, oh, yeah, I just put, French people are not mean. We're just guarded. So just, just deal with it. Um, <laughs> and then I said, I don't know if we need this show. We could have just had a French show. Yeah. French people on the show do a firm thing, and that would have been more realistic. Could you tell... And, oh, sorry. I put... No, we already have an American in Paris. Yeah. Musical and movie, so we get it. We understand. Totally. So we don't need We've it. been down this road. But, I mean, there's going to be a season two, because... Yeah, I, I won't say anything, but, like... The I, lo- love triangle, basically. Um, love triangle. Obviously. You can spoil it for me. I will not be watching. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Emily likes Gabrielle, who is Camille's boyfriend... Oh. Who is Emily's like new best friend? In oh, yeah. This is some gossip girl stuff. Yeah. Well, gossip girl is darker. Which I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is yeah, very yeah. Carrie Diaries. Okay, okay. So there's some steamy scenes, but like still very Carrie Diaries. Aww. So, but yeah, it was. Um, I probably watched in two just because I need to see if you they'll evolve and yeah. if they'll get better because I do like Lily Collins and some of those actors. And the show are really good and really cute and really fun. Um, I just wish that like we saw more of their plot rather than Emily's plot. Do you, can you tell if it's filmed in Paris? Like, does it have? Uh, does it have know. authentic they sense? Use, like, maybe they shot a few scenes. They have so many French people on it. Yeah, but there's also like they they shoot at the same locations over and over mm, again. So probably sets. Yeah. Gotcha. I meant like uh, you know built like they built yeah, a set because it's it. like yeah yeah it's always the same basic locations mm, gotcha so maybe, maybe for lie. like the yeah. place where they're at the like vineyard and the castle but even then i don't even know that could have shot been easily shot in california <laughs> how many out of five stars what would you give it i don't know like a two and a half okay yeah that seems fair based off what you just Paris said is pretty I mean, even if it's... No even, one's gonna argue. <laughs> even if it's, like, fake Paris, yeah. it's pretty. Yeah. So, it's, like, it's pretty shots. Oh. Cute fashion. Cute men. I'd rather see an American in Paris. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite shows. Um, sure. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's it on... I was gonna say an American in Paris. Emily in Paris. 
I really thought you were about to ask any questions. Any questions? <laughs> like to the, to the audience. Concerns? You can DM me if we if you agree with me on this or if you don't agree. I would love to hear your opinions. Yeah. Get the word of the masses. But see what's up. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. Uh-huh. <laughs> Alright, and we're back. Welcome back. So last week was the premiere of The Bachelorette the season what? 16. The who? The Bachelorette. What's that? I've never heard of it. You've never heard of The Bachelorette? No, 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 no. <laughs> Only the most famous American show I'm in being, America. I'm being very mad. <laughs> so it's The Bachelorette season 16 starring Claire, who was on Juan Pablo season, and that's all I know about her. Uh-huh. She's 39. Uh-huh. So she's, like, old, I guess, for Bachelor World. For Bachelor, for World. Bachelor World. She's, like, ancient. She's My like, mom hears that right now, just tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. What What did I, you think of as, okay, compa- comparing an opening episode to past Bachelorette seasons, how did this stand? This episode? Yeah. I don't know. Because I know it was atypical with the coronavirus. I know, it was really boring. Yeah. Like, the first 40 minutes were really boring. And I was like, can we skip seeing them getting tested? Like... It's not an attractive thing to see. And also, they were making it way worse than it is. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, got tested. Like, okay, people get tested every day. Right. Like, it's not a big deal. I just wish we didn't see that. Like, right. I just wish we skipped to, like... We, I wish it started when we meet the boys coming out of the limo. Mm-hmm. And then we do like, that whole section. We do the first row ceremony. And then we go straight into a first date. And, like a group date. Okay. And we make that the first episode. Because we know so much about what's going to happen on Claire's season already. We know so many spoilers. We know she's not going to be there for a long time. Maybe like three to four episodes. Right. So like everyone knows that. So we already kind of know who she even chooses before she even chooses. Mm-hmm. So it was like, can we move this along? Yeah. To get to, oops, the actual, like, tacious part. Gotcha. And, like, what's next? So, yeah, it's cool because it's older men, more mature-ish. Mm-hmm. I don't know, from what I saw, debatable. Mm-hmm. Um, we like Dale, this cute guy that she really likes, and she's like, that's yeah. my f- husband. I've met my husband. So wild. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Um, don't really remember any other dudes from that. That's how memorable they were to me. Yeah, yeah, Maybe Damar. Damar? I think that was his name. And Dale were Mm -hmm. the cutest ones. Nice. Um, yeah, I have still a lot of questions, concerns about Claire. I think she's cool, but I think she's, like, repeating a lot of the same stuff, making herself a bigger deal than she is. So, I don't know. I'm just waiting a little bit to see what's going to happen with her. Yeah. And I'm excited for the drama. We love boy drama. We do. We love boys. So And we, we love it when they're dramatic. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. And then we're I'm excited to get to Tasha's part. And I think that'll be fun. So yeah, that was episode one. Episode two is tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's only been a week? Yeah, it's only been a week. Wow. So yeah. All right. I clearly ha- did not watch it. But I did see a bunch of articles online where they were talking about... How Bachelor, like, the Bachelor producers really need to stop treating the audience like they're stupid. Yeah. Like, they don't know anything. Exactly, because we know everything. Yeah. Like, there's no more spoilers because it's all ruined. It's all online. And then they're like, oh, my God, who does she give the, like, first impression rose to? Who does she pick? Like, we know. So let's hurry this along. Right. I remember on The Ringer they said 
Bachelor and Bachelor are at its best when they realize how absurd and yeah. how overdrawn it is, yeah. and that's when they thrive. Yeah. So hopefully this season will be a will be a good one for you. Yeah, we'll see. I usually like The Bachelor better. Do you really? Yeah. Okay. Why? Cause like, I don't know. I don't know. I I like it better. Oh. I like The Bachelor. Well, I like my favorite Bachelorettes were Becca, Kaffran, and Rachel Lindsay. Okay. Those were my two favorites Bachelorettes. Hannah Brown was uh, kind of a wreck. It started well, and then it was just a wreck. Sure, yeah. Uh, I don't... Yeah, so Rachel and Becca's seasons were good. Hannah was like, eh. The Bachelor, like... I don't know what they do differently, but it's, it's better. I think it's the, some of the producers are different, and the drama more is more crazy, which I like. Yeah. Because it's women. Yeah. So they create more drama. So do you watch it for the drama or for the the actual, like, falling in love contest. No, the drama. Gotcha. I'm just here for the fights. Okay, okay, just here okay. here for, like, the, like, if there's love, cool for you. Like, Becca, well, they've all, like, none of them so far have picked the people I wanted. Mm, gotcha. So, and, like, like, look at where they, look at where they got. Yeah. Like, I wanted Becca with Peter. She chose Garrett. And now they're not together anymore because he's a terrible person. Uh. Guess who wasn't? Peter striving, not wow. Peter the pilot. Peter, another Peter. Cool. That's, Thank you. You had to clarify that. That's yeah. doing like an amazing thing, and she's really cute. Oh, I'll cool. show you who this Peter is. Sure. And then Rachel Lindsay chose, um, what's his what's his face? Brian. We all wanted her to choose Jason, but Jason was Caitlin Bristow now, who's on Dancing with the Stars. So it's like amazing. But, nice. But that's not who she, I wanted her to be with. But she's with Brian. They're happy, blah, blah, blah. Caitlin and Jason are happy. Amazing. Cool. Caitlin was a good special artist. I didn't watch her season, but I know she was good. She's on Dancing with the Stars. Yay! Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was a lie. Hannah Brown chose Jed, who was a piece of shit. Uh-huh. Her other choice was Peter, who's a piece of shit. Uh-huh. She didn't choose Tyler C. Yeah. Who's maybe another piece of shit. We'll see how he votes. But he's no. the cutest one of all three. I would agree with that. Um, but yeah, and then Colton, it's a piece of shit now too. Ah, these ah, man, these so people are falling just apart. Terrible. But anyways, The Bachelorette season <laughs> sixteen, cool, cool, cool. What a ride! All right, so back to you, L. Yeah. What did you watch last week? So while you were living the Parisian fantasy and the rose ceremony fantasy. I, with all the fellow 49 to 68-year-olds in suburban households, were watching the West Wing special <laughs> on HBO Max. <laughs> who's, um, whose HBO account did you use? <laughs> Hi, Martha. <laughs> Thank you so much. My parents ask me for it, like, every day, and I have not given it over. My parents can get their own. Um, but yes, I watched the West Wing special, which was a staged... Um, reading of an episode from season three. Oh God, yeah, season three, Hartsfield Landing. Um, so it previously aired. I am a huge West Wing fan. Really, we didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Massive West Wing fan. By West Wing, I mean seasons one through four, the Sorkin seasons. I do not mean the last three seasons. Those don't count. We don't talk about her. Um, but so this special was to raise awareness for voting. Because they brought the whole cast back together. They were under really strict COVID guidelines. They showed what they did. Seemed like it was really safe. Pretty much everyone was back. Then they had guest appearances from Michelle Obama, 
Samuel Jackson, Bill Clinton, all about like getting people excited to vote because the episode was had ties to why voting is important. Um, the premise of the episode, basically, it's like there's a bunch of different storylines going on, but Taiwan is about to host its first free election, and China kind of freaks out and starts doing these war games with Taiwan. So President Bartlett has to decide whether or not he's going to engage because they have made a promise to Taiwan that they will protect them, but then they also have an alliance with China for, you know, obvious reasons. And while that's going on, the first presidential primary vote is about to occur in Hartsfield Landing, New Hampshire, which is a very small town, but they always are the first to cast their vote. So you're watching while Taiwan's trying to host these free elections, but at the guise of like war and dictatorship, America's about to cast its first vote. And so it just shows how like even the smallest election to the biggest election has such an impact on everyday people. And uh, these people, this cast, they come back from the 90s, they look fly as hell, they look as good as they ever have, and they're on this stage and they're killing it. Let me just say, they did great. I cried. I love this show. Um, unfortunately, one of the main guys, um, Richard Spencer, John Spencer, not Richard, I'm so sorry, John Spencer, who played Leo McGarry, who was the chief of staff, he passed away in the last season. So they had Sterling K. Brown, Ooh. for all the This Is Us fans or Black Panther fans or whatever, he came in, and he did his part, and he did a phenomenal job. Because Leo McGarry's is really, like, there's all these kind of crazy, really smart characters, but he's the one who really controls them all. And Sterling K. Brown, you know, has this really cool, mm -hmm. calm demeanor. So he just really, like, slipped into the role, and he really made it, a, he made it his own. And it's, ugh. Can you tell I'm happy? Yes! I love this. So, do you think a lot of people our age watch this? Like, who do you think this episode was directed to? I actually think it was Because they mentioned young people a lot. I think it was really... Because HBO Max, I think... I don't have the exact stats, but I think right now it's seemingly a younger demographic at the time. I mean, they have shows like Euphoria, Lovecraft County, Watchmen... So, West Wing has been available on Netflix, I think, for almost 10 years now. Because I've watched it 100,000 times at this point. And I do know, like, there is some... Like, I know some people our age who have watched it. And I think more people are getting inclined to watch it. Because it is one of the most realistic versions of politics, but it's an idealistic version of politics. It's what we really want the country to look like when it comes to running our governance. Yes, it could have been more diverse, and yes, I think there could have been better roles written for women, but the way they treat politics and how our government is run is really something we should be striving for. Like, these are all really good people, and at their core, they want to help common people, which I don't really think is going on in government right now. So this is a this is an idealized form. And while West Wing has been criticized over the years for being too idealized, I don't really see a problem in wanting to yearn for something like that. You know, wanting to watch something so so beautiful in my mind. I'm getting real real emotional, but watching something works so well together. And that should be the thing we fight for, and that should be the thing we work hard for. So I think this was a great way of getting people excited to vote because it's possible. We can get to this point where we have an equal government and we have people who really care about us in powerful positions. So I had a great time. If you have HBO Max, 
If you have a friend who has HBO Max, <laughs> I think it's a it's a, an hour and fifteen minutes. Aaron Sorkin could write my obituary, and I would be happy. I love Aaron Sorkin so much. <laughs> he is one. He's probably one of my favorite screenwriters I of think, all time. I think my dad has watched all of West Wing. Oh. I would, loved would love to talk to him about it. I need to, like, I need to talk to him about it, but I also need to go back and watch it. Yes. Because I think I would like it. I think you would, too. They're, like, it's 22 episodes a season, so it's one of those longer ones. But, like... Well, that's normal. Like, I used to, like, Grey's Anatomy is like that. Yeah, oh, All exactly. the shows that I used to watch. I used to watch, like, the, I think the, like, main political show that I've watched is Scandal. <laughs> Why? Well, it's Shonda Rhimes. Yeah. So I've seen the all You were in the Shonda Rhimes canon. Yeah. I've yeah. seen, like, how to, how to, what is it? How to get away with murder, mm-hmm. scandal, Grey's Anatomy, private practice. Scandal feels to me more of, like, what we have going on currently. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And West Wing is what I want. Yes. I think just, like, scandal's, like, lots of drama. Yeah. Which I love. But also really good cast. Yeah. But so I like that. I like the polit- the politics of it, so I feel like I would like West Wing as well. I think you would because it's even though it takes place starting nineties, early two thousands, a lot of the issues they talk about there are I in my opinion still very relevant to today. I mean, yes, they talk on cell phones about as big as your whole hand and no, they don't uh have same sex marriage legalized at that point, but a lot of the ways they go about politics is how it's ran today, but it's in a good heart rather than the crappiness that's currently going on, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. True, true, true. But West Wing is probably my, like, top comfort show, and we have gotten a request about what some of our favorite comfort shows from. Um, we asked on Instagram if you all want to hear anything, and... My friend Corinne yes. asked if we would talk about our um, favorite and, like, most watched, like, comfort shows. Yeah. So, El, tell like... us about your comfort shows. Yes. So, if the last, like, ten minutes haven't given it away, I love West Wing. That's a show I can always go back to. Um, another one I always love to rewatch is another government show. But it's different. Is because I love Parks and Rec. I love Parks Parks and Rec, I can turn on in the background, or I can sit down and watch it. Who, which character do you think we are in Parks and Rec? I know I am Ben Wyatt. <laughs> I know deep in my bones, I am Ben See, Wyatt. That's how I think you would get along with my little sister so well. Really? She's also Ben Wyatt. I love to hear it, <laughs> Ben's. Let's get it together. Because I feel like I'm a massive nerd who comes off like too, like cold. But I'll just, like, look at the camera on occasion when I'm annoyed. <laughs> I think you... You have some Tom Haverford. <laughs> For sure. Treat yourself. You have some some Donna vibes. Yeah. But if you get really excited, you're a Leslie. Yeah. True, true, true. Like, if you're really involved, you're a Leslie. It's just very loud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, what's your third comfort show? My third is... Ugh, I'm really... I'm making myself seem old as hell. Because my mm-hmm. third is Down Abbey. Mm-hmm. I, I love Down Abbey. Yeah. Though. I should also preface that while most of these are some of my all-time favorite shows, we're going with comfort shows. Yes, comfort. Yeah, because Down Abbey always makes you feel good. Yeah. Can turn it on, slip into that, you know, old Edwardian English mindset, and I'm I'm having a good time. I, I, get, I think a lot of it is dialogue for me, is mm-hmm. I always need really good dialogue. Yeah. 
and Down Abbey serves it to me. The fashion, the there's enough drama that keeps can keep me engaged, but it's slow paced enough that like it can be it, it can be on in the background or if I just have an hour, I can watch it. I've rewatched Down Abbey I think three or four times at this point. Like first episode of last episode. Nice. I love it. It's so good. That's why I studied Rod. Where did Killian Oh, it's on Amazon Prime. Downton Abbey on Amazon Prime. It's on Peacock. As well? I think it's off Amazon Prime. What? But it's on Peacock. Because I still have them on... Well, I have them downloaded. Gotcha. So I think they're okay for now. Yeah. They're definitely... Um, my fourth is... This is a sharp turn. Because my fourth is Stranger Things. Okay, but everyone loves Stranger Things. Stranger Things, because it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Even though it's scary, it makes me feel really good. And nostalgic, and youthful and happy to be from Indiana if you know because it's place yes. in Indiana it doesn't paint it in a great light but whatever it's a, not the home but I think those kids are phenomenal and they're the first kids that don't annoy me so I'm True. thrilled True. so excited for season four but I've watched seasons one and two several several times I watched number three a lot of times you love number three yeah, yeah. season three is my favorite yeah um and then my fifth comfort show is is Doctor Who Question mark? You put lots of question mark next to okay, it. Are you, I, are you a fake fan? Well, because it's not... I don't consider it in my, like, favorite shows. But mm-hmm. we're going with comfort shows. Mm-hmm. And I can always put on an episode... Oh, like, a random-ass mm-hmm. episode of Doctor Who. And I'm happy. I'm talking David Tennant season, Matt Smith's season five, uh, four and five with Amy Pond. I'm sorry, five and six with Amy Pond. And then first season, Peter Capaldi. Those are the ones that make me really happy okay, inside. nice. And... I don't need to watch it concurrently. Yeah. I can kind of just pick random. And it makes me happy. Nice. And then I have my notable mentions because, yes, these are favorite shows, but I wouldn't necessarily consider them comfort. Okay. So, like, Fleabag, I think it's the funniest show. Mm-hmm. But it's so dirty, and I get really, it, like, I like I want to watch it all together yeah. rather than, like, pick it apart. Um. RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. I just I can't, I don't rewatch reality TV. I don't know why. Once I like watch it once, I like don't rewatch I don't it. Think, uh, yeah, I don't think I rewatch it. Yeah, either. Um, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Probably one of my all time favorite shows, but it's it weighs too much now. Yeah, that makes sense. To, like, when you rewatch it, you have to rewatch it. You're not yeah. like, gonna casually like no. you're watching it. You're not gonna casually have it in the background. No, I'm not gonna turn on the Red Wedding on a yeah. Sunday because I have an hour to kill. That's yeah. not happening. No. Yeah, Battle of the Bastards while you cook. No. <laughs> no I, I got things to do. Um, Broadchurch because that's one I've rewatched several times, but I realize it's a little too dark to be like mm-hmm. a comfort show. If you've never seen Broadchurch, it's amazing. It's three seasons. It's very short, but it's about the death of a young boy in England, and it gets really dark. David Tennant though, Olivia Coleman. Mm. Great cast. So comfort show? No, it's a it's in a notable mention <laughs> yeah. category. Um, I'm also gonna add what we do in the shadows as uh, a yes. notable mention. That's a, that, that would be a good comfort show. I think I'm gonna because I just finished it mm-hmm. like a month or two ago, but I haven't rewatched it yet, so I need to explore if it's a comfort show. Yeah. Which I think it could be. Yeah, I think it makes it me could laugh be as well. I also have New Girl. That's a definite comfort show. I have it on mine too. I, the only reason it's not a comfort show is I find if I watch a lot of New Girl, they get on my nerves. Mm-hmm. If I well, watch why, like, one episode at a I time. Like that's why it could work for comfort show. Yeah. when I watch comfort show, I'm not going to rewatch all of the seasons. That's fair. I'm just going to pick my favorite episodes from yeah. the show and rewatch those for okay. comfort. 
I still don't consider it one of my comfort shows, yeah. but that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe just because it makes me laugh, but I find him really annoying after a bit. Yeah, after the, like I feel like the first few seasons are the best ones. Mm-hmm. What about yours, love? What are oh, your wait, favorite comfort so shows? My comfort shows. My first one is Grey's Anatomy, just because Shocked. I think it's been <laughs> the show that I've watched for the longest time. Seventeen seasons. Is that what's up? Yeah, definitely sixteen. Oh my god! Might be on season seventeen. I don't know. I've lost track. I just like <laughs> they're like new episode. I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's rock and roll. Like I, it like every time I'm like, okay, this is will be probably the last time. Maybe it'll be less good. It's still good. I still love it. It's still dramatic. They still surprise you. Like you would think they would run out of ideas. Nope. They're still there. So I'm just like, I'm here for it. And I'll like, I'll rewatch like some episodes and I always, for comfort, I always rewatch the like most sad and intense episode, like the plane crash or the shooting episode. Oh my God. Or like the car crash or like the bomb episode i rewatched those for comfort it's really weird that's true because man. they make me the most emotional how does it the most distracting do you think maybe like it destroys you oh my god so sad but i love it okay it's so dramatic because i know lexi's your favorite character yeah she, she dies in the plane crash yeah that was season eight that was almost eight seasons ago jesus <laughs> wow wow took me a while to recover but anyways, Grey's Anatomy, great show. I think a lot of them are on Netflix. I think Grey's Anatomy I is. also own all the DVDs, so if you ever want the DVDs of Grey's Anatomy, just let me know. Um, another of my comfort show is a French reality TV show called Les Marseillais. So I love that. It's a French reality TV. Mm-hmm. I like. There's like eight seasons now. So like I'll just go watch older seasons or a random season I haven't seen of it yet. Um, and it's, like, 60 episodes mm. per season. So. That many? Yeah. Keeps you going. Holy. Um, I also have The Great British Bake Off. Mm, that's a good that one. That was one of my, like, like, um, my most watched shows on the ship to bring me comfort. Like, the only show that would really bring me comfort on the ship would be watching The Great British Bake Off. That's a great, con- that's, it, it, it soothes you. Yeah. yeah. So, great British Bake Off. My favorite so far is Collection 7. Which one is that? It's um the one from last year, from 2019. Okay. Yes. I don't think I've seen so it. good. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's my favorite I gotta season. watch it. Yeah, it's my favorite season. It has my favorite people on it. Nice. And then I have Shit's Creek mm. as a comfort show, because I feel like I can put an episode on the background, an episode there. Like, just, again, pick a random episode, and it'll be good and mm-hmm. funny. Feel happy. Um, I also have Stranger Things. Nice. Because for me, like... I don't know, I really love re-watching it. Me too. And it has some of my favorite characters. So. Yeah. Love it. And then my special mentions are other comfort shows, like How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Just because I know so much about Game of Thrones, then now it's comfort. Like, I'm like, I know what's going to happen. Totally. Um, I also have Avatar, The Last Airbender. <laughs> That's a very big comfort show. Oh, I'm sure. I love yeah. that show. Last Airbender. Totally. Totally. So what good. What nation are you? Yes, so I would be a firebender, obviously. Duh. Yes, I knew this. I just wanted the audience yes. to know this. Firebender. Yes. Thank you so much. For sure. My sister once said I was kind of like Azula, so. I haven't watched the show yes, enough to know Yes, but people will know. Before. You don't need to know who okay, Azula great. is. Okay, great. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and I think you would be an 
earthbender. I can dig it. Yeah. That's cool. I think they're cool. And they also have metal bending. Oh, I'm intrigued. Metal, bend, med, metal bending is pretty cool. And I think there's sand benders out there. Ooh. So Earth is pretty cool. They I'm have some sold. hidden tricks. I'm sold. So I feel like you would yeah. you would do well with those. I'll take it. I also have a new girl in here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm a mixture of Winston and Schmidt. Totally. And I think you're a mixture of I think I'm Nick, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick. I'm not that dumb. No, you're not. He's not dumb. He's a writer. He is. He, he was is. a lawyer. Okay, Nick is, I think Nick and I are similarly dumb, and we know a lot about really specific things. Yes. And then it comes to little things, and we're like, the fuck is this? Yeah, it's just like, and you, like, expressing emotions is just not, like, not, not our there, ballpark. Like, so, yeah. That's super fair. I could see our friendship being very Nick and Schmidt at times. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I love that. <laughs> I love them so much. Um, and then we have, I also have Parks and Rec on here. Yay! Which, like, I watched it again at a dark time in my life when my house got robbed in Bloomington. Oh, my God. And when I was, like, moving and, yeah. like, like just pick, like, I guess, like, getting it your all life back, back together, together yeah. I would just watch Parks and Rec. Because it, it, it puts sunshine, sunshine on a rainy day. Yeah, yeah, one day I did, like, ten loads of laundry and dryer and went through all of my clothes ever. Jesus. Oh my god. And I was stuck in the house alone and it was like really sad and I just put Parks and Rec and I just went through a whole season or two like that. Yeah. So that was like yeah. So I would say like Parks and Rec is one of the shows that like means a lot to me. Like I'll always remember that time in my life. And now it's associated to Parks and Rec. That kind of breaks my heart a little bit. Cool cool cool. Cool cool cool. But yeah, so that was our comfort shows. Tell us some of your comfort shows. Yeah, hit us up. See leave, if us, we... leave us a review with your comfort show. Yes, go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us those five little stars. Under London to Brooklyn, if you're going to leave us less than five stars, you have been listening to The Daily from New York Times. <laughs> I am Michael Babaro. Thank you so much. <laughs> Good one. All right, so what book did you finish reading last night? Yes, our book haul. I finished reading. So I finished, I don't know if on the last podcast I'd finished, but I finished Black Leopard, Red Wolf. Yes, so what are your final thoughts? Um, Love it. I think a lot of people are scared of it, which is fair. It's a very gory and violent and intense book, and if it's not for you, it's not for you. But you, I think giving it a chance and really just diving into it was the best thing I could have done for it. Because it's, it's hard to understand at times, but when you realize what's going on, it's a beautiful story. And it's really heartbreaking and tragic, but I loved it. And I can't wait to read more. And it's a, it's a lot. Nice. Yeah. But after that, I read The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. And it only came out like a week Which, ago. I thought it was a boy. V. Schwab. Schwab. I just thought it was V. Schwab. And then I looked it up today and I was like, it's a girl. It's Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. I realized, so Victoria Schwab, she writes a ton of books. And if it's YA, it's Victoria Schwab. If it's adult, it's V.E. Schwab. Interesting. Yeah. So this is definitely one of her adult books. The plot is fascinating. I'll read the plot from Goodreads. Mm -hmm. So that way it actually makes sense rather than me ranting. Um, So Starts off, France, 1714. In a moment of desperation, a young woman makes a Faustian bargain to live forever and is cursed to be forgotten by everyone she meets. Thus begins the extraordinary life of Addie LaRue, in a dazzling adventure that will play out across centuries and continents, across history and art, as a young woman learns how far she will go to leave her mark on the world. 
but everything changes when, after nearly 300 years, Addie stumbles across a young man in a hidden bookstore, and he remembers her name. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. It's, I loved it. It's fascinating. There are parts I didn't love. Like what? Um, I thought some of the relationships are cheesy. Yeah. But, so, she's cursed forever. Mm -hmm. That every time she meets someone, the second they leave her, they will uh, forget their entire interaction and forget her. And she can't write her name. She can't speak her name. She can, she can't, like, make a mark on anything. So she's truly basically invisible. Mm -hmm. Except for when she's actually with someone for that period of time. And it's, it's really heartbreaking in the sense that you realize how lonely a person can be and how loneliness affects people, but... She gets to live this incredible life for over 300 years. Starts in France, goes all the way. She lives in Italy. I think she goes to Germany. She lives in London. And then it when it takes place in modern day, it's in Brooklyn. It's here. Oh, which I love is that. so wild. I love that. I, yeah. She's an incredible character. Did you ever watch the movie Age of Adeline? The one with Blake Lively? Yeah. No, I only saw the trailer like a million times. It's a, I actually really like the movie, but it reminds me similarly of yeah. it, just in the sense where this woman lives forever and has to keep changing her mm-hmm. identity. But I also realized that her name, Addie, is Adeline, and Great. that's Age of Adeline. Great. Yeah. So you said you may have shipped the contro- controversial couple? Yeah. What do you mean by that? Okay, so... Addie LaRue, she makes a deal with this demon character mm-hmm. who she names Luke. Mm-hmm. And he's the only one who can remember her and they keep meeting throughout time and history. Um, he comes off as like a dick in the beginning because he's a demon mm-hmm. and he forces her into this curse for immortality and he tricks her. Um, and then the boy she meets who remembers her name is Henry mm-hmm. who lives here in Brooklyn. And they start a relationship because he's the only person who can remember her. And they're very cute. And very in love. But the passion that she has with Luke the demon is just a lot more interesting mm-hmm. to me. Like, I always have a hard time with couples who fall in love too easily. That ain't yeah, it for, for me, sure. son. You know, I love mm-hmm. an enemies to lovers. So, and Henry has a really fascinating story that I'm not going to spoil because it plays a huge part. But he's going through his own thing, and I just don't think him and Addie would actually really be a great mix Mm -hmm. like she's lived over 300 years and isn't basically not a human Mm -hmm. so i think she has has to be with someone who's not a normal person by any means and also so one of the things that kind of bugged me is that she keeps meeting the same people over and over again and they go through like the same repetition of like meeting hanging out she'll like sleep with them so she has a place to sleep at night but it's like more romantic Mm -hmm. than that but just the sheer idea that people today are so willing to get to know someone that quickly is, I don't know, a little far-fetched to me. Yeah. Like, there's always a little bit of hesitancy when you meet someone brand new. For sure. So just the jump into a relationship with all these people is that's startling. I'd also, alarms would be raised if I met someone who had no bank account, no cell phone, no real job, and suddenly knew everything about me. That'd be creepy. I'd be concerned. I'd be very concerned. But the book is beautiful. It's beautifully written. It is for adults, I would say. Maybe, like, like if you're 18 or older. Do you think it's a standalone, or do you think there'll be a second book? It could be a second. There could be a second book. They said they set it up for what could be a second book. 
But I think it's beautiful as a standalone. Okay, nice. I don't want it to be drawn out because it ends on a very pointed note. And I, like, I went through the whole roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I need to go through another one. For sure. Because I felt like I learned what I needed to know. It's, I highly recommend. I'll read it for sure. Yeah, I think you would really enjoy it. I really want to read it. Yeah. It might be, like, one of my next books I read. Yeah. So, V.E. Schwab, if you're listening to this, I'm going to read more of your stuff. So, thanks. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, what did you read, my dear? I read, so I just finished Blood and Honey, which is the sequel to Serpent and Dove by Shelby Amorin. Amorin? Amorin? Yeah, something. I don't know. Um, Shelby. Shelby! So I'll read you the two um, actual summaries from Goodreads so that it makes sense as well. Huh. Our laptop is need to charge. <laughs> my lap, my, my, ah, your laptop. Watching you try to handle this. Maybe I am Nick Miller. I'm using this broken ass laptop that holds no charge. It's like barely holding together. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Serpent and Dove. Two years ago, Louise LeBlanc. Yes, there's a lot of French stuff in here. <laughs> Bear with me. Okay. Two years ago, Louise LeBlanc fled her coven and took shelter in the city of Cesarin forsaking all magic and living off whatever she could steal. There, there, witches like Lou are hunted. They are feared and they are burned. <laughs> Sworn to the church as a chasseur, read it, which means huntsman, um, Reed Diggory has lived his life by one principle, thou shalt not suffer witch to live. Okay, sure. His path was never meant to cross with Lou's, but a wicked stunt forces them into an impossible union Union, holy matrimony. <laughs> the war between witches and church is an ancient one, and Lou's most dangerous enemies bring a fate worse than fire. Unable to ignore her growing feelings, yet powerless to change what she is, a choice must be made. And love makes full of us all. Cool. That's the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Serpent which we, we, we both read. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, the book, like, the book she writes get better throughout the book. Okay. Like, I feel like it takes a good 200 pages to get into it. Oh, God. And then, <laughs> God. And then you're into it. Cool, cool, So, this is Blood and Honey, the summary for Blood and Honey. After narrowly escaping death at the hands of the Dame Blanche of the White Witches, Lou, Reed, Coco, and Anzel are on the run from Coven, Kingdom, and Church, fugitives with nowhere to hide, to elude the scores of witches and throngs of chasseurs at their heels. Lou and Reed need allies, strong ones, but protection comes at a price, and the group is forced to embark on separate quests to build their forces. As Lou and Reed try to close the widening rift between them, the dastardly Morgan baits them in a lethal game of cat and mouse that threatens to destroy something worse more than any coven. So I really thought I knew where this was going in the book, and mm -hmm. then at the end it completely surprised me, mm. which I liked. Okay. Um, but I feel like, again, it takes me 250 pages to get into it. It was really, really slow, and I was like, tough, this man. is, like, really repetitive, yeah. where's this going? Love you, Reed, but man, you're really struggling with your self-identity right now, and I need to, like, <laughs> man enough. But then we get to, like, page 300, and it kicks up. Like, wow. it's crazy, there's a lot of action, there's a lot of twists, and it just, like, there's, like, halfway through the books, it takes, like, a really dark turn. Okay. And there's a lot of death, Ooh. and the deaths are kind of gory. Interesting. And they go into details. Mm-hmm. And so, Lou is powerful, right? Right. In the first book, we don't really see how much power she has. Not really, no. In the second book, 
you see how much power she has, oh. and it actually is changing her. Oh, really? She's really becoming like her mother, which is the evil, oh, kind no. of the evil character in this book. Uh-huh. And she's like, every time she uses her power, and she goes to great length with her power, like, every time she uses her power, it's almost killing herself because she's using so much. Mm. And she's very powerful, but then it kind of like, takes a piece of her every time she uses wow. it so she becomes more heartless cold impulsive reckless and everyone's kind of like scared of her and scared for her even coco really she almost kills coco at some Ooh, point in the book interesting so i'm just like giving you some hints to like yeah, it is yeah, really yeah. good and it's shaming is getting really dark and there's like another kind of subplots with the red witches that mm-hmm. we meet the very creepy witches the blood magic is it's a lot. It's a lot. And they yeah. do really weird things with it. Okay. So I kind of want you to read for that part. There's also werewolves. Oh, good. Where they make them, like, such a big deal. Like, we have to get an alliance with the werewolves to defeat Morgan and whatever. And then the werewolves are just like, no. <laughs> and that's the end of it. <laughs> they send maybe, like, two werewolves to help out, but that's it. I love it. There's, like, a huge werewolf clan, and that's the main part of the book is get to the werewolves, get them to help. And they're, and like, they're like, nah, <laughs> these two can help y'all, but we stand here. Oh, like, my oh God. Oh, my God. What was the point of this? But So we don't even know if the werewolves are cool. Right. They just We just know they turn into full wolves. Okay, cool. So I'm picturing... Twilight werewolves in my head during okay, this. Cool. We'll take it. Um, so yeah, so that part and then the end's pretty cool. There's like something like a big switch in in Lou. Mm. She also has white hair now. Okay, like her mom. Ooh. She just becomes more like her mom. And Ooh. as a character, you're like, no, she can't be like her mom. Like she'll find something that brings her back. Is she? I don't know how they're gonna. I don't know how yeah, she's gonna, gonna become herself going. again. I'm interested now. So it's just very, it's very dark. And some parts, like, made my stomach, like, ooh, ooh. ooh. And there's, like, a good twist. So I don't know. I think Blood and Honey was, for me, much better than Serpent and Dove. Really? I think some people didn't like it as much. But I think they might have stopped before that 250th page. That's asking a lot. So you have to keep reading okay. to page 300. And then you get three other 100 pages of oh good fun. Oh, my God. It's a lengthy book. Um, so yeah, I like Blood and Honey more than Separate Serpent and Dove, so now I'm excited for Gods and Monsters. Mm-hmm. I'll probably struggle through the first 200 and then enjoy the rest of the book. It's tough, man. But yeah, it's still a good series. I think it's, I consider it a young adult movie, uh, a young adult movie, a young adult book series, I, Serpent sure. and Dove felt very young yeah. adult, yeah. But yeah, so I like it. Um, I think I'm gonna read From Blood and Ash next. I was gonna ask, since you're done, what's the next book you're I think read? I'm gonna do From Blood and Ash. What are you thinking? I'm probably gonna read Mexican Gothic mm-hmm. by Sylvia Marina Garcia, Garcia, or I do really want to read Ninth House. It's in my book yeah, store, my I think shelf. I think I'm gonna do Mexican Gothic next, and then and I'll then do Ninth House. Ninth House. House is so good. Yeah, it's really good. It's really dark. I'm really in a dark mood, like witches. Yeah. I want to read spooky books ghosts, right now. That's all I want. Gory. You should read Black Leopard then. Yeah, because that shit is gory. Okay, I might read it too. It's it's a long one, but it's a good Sounds one. Sounds good to me. I'm excited. Yeah. So many Maybe books to read. So oh, many books. if you ever have any book recommendations, Hit let us up. know. We, I love book recommendations. Love Sarah. Yeah, looking at you for real. Um, please finish Blood and Honey so we can talk about it. Yeah, and then I need you to finish from Blood and Ash because I really want to read from yes, Blood and Ash. Yes, I need to read from Blood and Ash. Yeah, I nice. love books. Some good books. Yes. 
All right, we're gonna take a short breather. We'll be back in a second. See you soon. Hi, welcome back. Um, instead of playing a game today, I get to talk about a game. Oh my God. Do you know which game I'm going to talk about? Of course you do. I'm going to talk about what me and all my favorite 12-year-old boys are playing right now. Among Us. <laughs> Hell yeah. If you haven't heard about Among Us yet, congratulations, you're not on TikTok. <laughs> and you probably are doing cool and intellectual things. But Among Us has really taken over a huge part of pop culture right now. I love the memes. I love the TikToks about it. And for those who don't know what Among Us is, also, huge shout out to Erin Polson. She's the one who got me on this, and I just want to keep playing with because of it, and we're going to play at some point. Anywho, Among Us is a multiplayer game that you can either download as an app on your phone or play on a PC. It's not on Mac yet, so sorry, Apple fans. Um, I'm looking at Alona. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, I, like, I played on my phone, and it's usually you play with like nine others so it's a crew of 10 and the game is set up so you are on a crew of a spaceship and you have to go around doing a lot of like little easy tasks but there's one person who is assigned as an imposter and the imposter has to go around and fake doing tasks while slowly killing off the crew and once you like see a dead body or something you can call a meeting and you have to vote who the imposter is and so it wins, so, like, the crew can win if they vote the imposter out, but the imposter can win if they manage to, like, trick into, like, convincing the crew that someone else is the imposter, because you don't know who's who. You're just, like, typing, you know, a little bubble. I'm so sorry. Um, you're just typing in your little bubble chat, trying to be like, it was blue. No, it was red. I think it was green. And then you vote after, like, 30 seconds. And you just keep playing until it, like, comes to the end. It's so fun. So it's kind of like Mafia. It's exactly like Mafia, except for on a ship. Like fun. a cruise ship. How long Not do you the, like, each, like, kind of game last? Depends on how fast you get the imposter out. If you get the imposter out really quickly, like, if they do something dumb and you catch them, they can be, it can be, like, a 30-second game. Which, do you like better being the imposter or, like, a crew member? Crew. I hate yeah. being the imposter. I suck at being the imposter. I'm so bad. Why is that? Because I'm nervous. Because <laughs> there's ten people running around, and if they catch you killing someone, or there's, you as an imposter, you can jump through vents, then they catch you automatically, and then they're like, it was, my username is Mustang, if you ever see me. They're, red Rising. It's a Red Rising shout out. <laughs> um, my username is Mustang, so, like, if I, I always get nervous so I don't kill anyone for the long time for the longest time and then when I finally get the balls to do it I like do it in front of a huge crowd <laughs> <laughs> I'm so dumb when I come but I'm really good at being a crew member because I get my task done really quickly and once you get your task done then you just run around and try to find the imposter for fun and have I'm... you even been killed before I get like the first like three days I was playing this game, I got killed so quickly. Oh my god. Like, I was always, like, the first dead. And once you're dead, you become a ghost. Oh. And you can just roam around, the like, in the game and see everything. That's fun. I, whenever I get killed, they can't read your messages anymore, like, the message board. But I always type out, avenge me. And then <laughs> I send it. <laughs> it's, like, it's, because I think the reason it's getting really popular is because of the lack of socialization with coronavirus. Mm. So this is just a stupid, fun way to, like, talk to a random group of people and do something that has no relation to what's going on outside in the world. 
True. And it's so fun. And yes, I am really playing with like young boys because the usernames are like Coochie Man, Titties, Yo Mama. <laughs> I'm really loving this for you. I well, I also think I'm really <laughs> stop that face. I also I didn't realize how easy it is for me to talk in like a twelve year old's vernacular. Like when we're t- like the words the wor- most commonly used word probably in these message boards is sus. Like, green is sus. Blue is sus. And I, like, yeah, I just jump right in. And when they try to call me out and say, like, I was an imposter, I always go, nah, bruh. It ain't me. I got your therapy sessions are going to be expensive. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. This kind of reminds me, did you ever play Assassins? Hell yeah. Like, the Sharpie or, like, around your neck when you kill someone? No, not we didn't play with the Sharpie. What was that? What did you guys play with? We did water guns. Oh no. <laughs> the way um the way they played it at my high school, I think, or like wherever I played it. It was a Sharpie. When you kill someone you had to like mark their neck with a Sharpie and you just had to keep it. For how long? Until like they came off, I guess. Because we did water but guns. But they would like hide get people yeah. and you just like sharpie them so that they can like people can tell that they've been like m- assassined was this like a senior game uh i think so was it junior senior yeah and when i got on the cruise ship actually they were playing assassins as well was it with sharpies i don't know i don't know if we can like they could have gotten away with the sharpie yeah that's pretty noticeable but yeah they played it with something else because we did senior assassins yeah. so i think that game is kind of like that reminds me of it. I can see that. Yeah. Instead, instead of having an assigned person... Did you just have to kill everyone? It's just one person. Yeah, so like but you, Yeah, it's very similar to Mafia, mm-hmm. but online. And people have weird names. I know you all have this equivalent of a game. Oh, well, is it Mafia? We have a game that's called, like, Werewolves. Yes! French- Whoops! I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Is it called Werewolves? Yes. Because my family has played that game for, how old am I, 20? I think we've been playing it for 15 years. That's one of my favorite games. I'm 23. But it's one of my favorite games ever. I love that game so much. How have we never discussed this? Like, this is my family's favorite game. Like, any, like, French summer camp or, like, event where there's, like, multiple people, people play Werewolf. Do you you use the card decks? Yeah, we have the card decks. Yeah. like, the pictures. Yes! And then you peek, and then you're in a circle, and then you have to, like, open your eyes like oh this is the meeting yeah oh my god my family is so obsessed with this we should game. bring it to thanksgiving we should do you think we're enough though i don't we usually would always do six or more yeah and we're gonna be fine play at halloween oh dude i'd be so into it i love that game because did you have like you can be a witch mm-hmm. you can be this peeking girl mm-hmm. the lovers mm-hmm. cupid it's the there's so many roles there's yeah. another one um, the hunter, yes. The sheriff, mm-hmm. it's All a great game, yeah. and that I really hated, turns people. Again. I hated being just a villager. Oh, that was the worst. I love being a werewolf. Oh, I'm sorry. I was always one of like the last werewolf standing. Those are yeah. my like I was best at being a werewolf. I was always the narrator. So always in our family games, I would always be the narrator. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> not surprise me. <laughs> I just like I love being a werewolf because you pick who dies. You just pick it, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it was fun. It was always, I mean, I, it was always funny, because we would play it also with my former dance company, and you would always yeah. do, it's Cupid, so do the lovers, and that always got, you know, shady. Yeah, because then, don't you, like, 
die if your lover dies. Yeah. Yeah. And you get to pick, so Kibi gets to pick two lovers. Yeah, so yeah. they could be a real shady hoe yeah, and yeah. pick, like, two yeah, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying. I yeah. love that game so Oh, my much. God. I can't believe we've never discussed this. Well, I don't know when we could have played it. I don't think we've ever. We should have played it in London. Oh, we should have. I bet our group would have gotten really into it. Yeah. They would have, dare I say, take it too far. <laughs> take it too seriously. <laughs> Uh, oh, such a blast. Oh, we need to play Realms, but um, everyone should play Among Us and then DM me and then we'll get a game together so we can all play. Because you can make a private game with your we friends. We could do a London to Brooklyn league yeah. Yeah. on Among Us. I think it would be a lot more fun if you play, because like Aaron's told me and then I watch a lot of like TikToks about it and it seems like it's more fun when you know everyone. I know. I feel like I would play if I knew people. Yeah. I don't want to play with random 10-year-olds. No. I'll 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 bite the bullet. Yeah. I'll play you with the play random with 10-year-old. The 10-year-old. You tell me when I can join in with the no, Aaron, 21-year-old. Aaron and I are trying to get a game going cuz Audrey and Owen play. Oh my god, nice. Yeah. So we'll get we'll get one going. That sounds good. Yeah. Okay. I'm so excited. Awesome. On that note, it's been lovely talking to you tonight. So, me too. I was really tired, but this made me really energetic and happy. Um, good way to like start the week. But yeah. when you'll listen, it'll be the start of the weekend. Hell Can't yeah! Wait. Stay safe. Don't Stay do anything safe dumb. Out there. Have fun. Watch a lot of shows. Read a lot of books. Listen yeah. to music. We haven't talked about music in a while. We'll do a music episode. But yeah. also for real, like DM us if you want to hear something. Like yeah. we love or hearing. Text. Yeah. If you know us personally, you can just text. Yeah. Also, yeah, that'd be actually <laughs> skip the middleman. But also, we'll definitely go back to watching a movie together. Yes. For this sure. weekend and week just got crazy. Yeah. But we'll keep y'all posted. Yeah. Have a lovely week. Bye. Mwah. Ciao. Bye.